When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The reason why we make this show is to see if we can help you. I'm getting a noise. What sort of noise? Uh, sounds like... Hold to open. Hold to open. Yes, and what do you do? Oh, it's like a tapestry. It's gorgeous. It stitches you in. You become all complicated and knotted and vivid. I love that. <laughs> Two things bumping together unexpectedly. They can serve the ways of time. <laughs> That's Christmas ruined. <laughs> well, season of goodwill and all that. Hey, try not to kill each other. Hello, hello, hello. Merry Christmas and welcome to a very special Christmas episode of Pull to Open. Normally a very random quest through Doctor Who history. Uh, but today there are no coincidences and we are not doing randomness right now, which is pretty good because I don't want to be invaded by goblins. My name is Chris Taylor. My name is Pete Paschal, and I have been invaded by goblins. There's <laughs> goblins everywhere here. The luck is not good. There are ropes all over. No, it's uh, this is it's time. Yeah, man. We we got we got ruby. I'm wearing green so that I can, yeah. you know, compliment the rubiness. Nice. Um, green, we're here. Nice. We're a new era has begun. Shooty got was first episode is in the can. Yes. And we're wow. going to talk about it here we're and now, non-randomly. We have both just watched it separately, <laughs> and we are about to talk about it for the first time. Uh, and I think the headline is that we we both overall liked it, yes? Overall liked it. Yes. Yep. Not a banger. Didn't hit it out of the park, but you know, <laughs> very good at establishing what it needed to, which is that Shuri Godwa is amazing. Yes. And he's athletic. He's charming. He's fun. He, he is the it's doctor. just he is the doctor and no question. i was very not sure what to quite expect with uh millie gibson is ruby sunday and she did very well as well i mean i i just first say like great performance but absolutely great character and i like i like her backstory i like her family uh on a strong uh, on a strong footing here mm, absolutely and how interesting isn't it to 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 set up so many things that we that we haven't seen before the, the whole notion of a family uh raising uh you know foster family like we haven't really seen that uh, and an interesting connection the episode didn't draw but leaves you to draw is that that is kind of what the doctor has been doing all along, right? With his companions. Yeah. They're, they're kind of foundlings too. And oh, things. you know what? That's a good quote. Cause they say her mother, and I'm sorry, I forget the character's name, but that she has raised 33 yes. children. And is that 
maybe that that I, I have no idea what the count is on companions, but maybe that's a, a, a bit of a reference. But that, that would make is, total sense. That, to your spreadsheets, people, we need to figure this out now. Maybe that's the total number of new who companions. Maybe it's the total number of companions. I don't know. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? There are no, Depend- no instances. Well, you'd have to check it against our Who Counts as a Companion podcast to be, get the real number. But I'm sure there is some interpretation where it is 33, probably without Adam Mitchell. But never mind. <laughs> 33 and a third. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to say, just just on the coincidence kick, while we're talking about that, uh, let, let's, let's reel this back yeah. in and talk about Church on Ruby Road in relation to Portal Open. Now, uh you you may have noticed that we've been talking about the Beatles lately. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, we we may be uh, heading to some more Beatles in the future, but uh, that's that's also in your future. Um, but you know, we talked about it with three doctors. There's a Beatles episode coming up. There's an actual. We saw in the season one trailer actual Beatles in Doctor Who. You betcha. For the They're first doing time it since the chase. You know what? I think that's awesome, but and I hope that gets them the rights back to Ticket to Ride, so they can put that back <laughs> in the chase. But um, I, I really like like the thing is in the, the trailer. What struck me, and we already knew this, that Shooty Got was going to wear a lot of outfits, mm-hmm. but it reminded me of like the different outfits he wore even in this. So remember when they first revealed him, and he had that checkered orange suit, yes, which we yes. see him in very briefly mm-hmm. in this. Um, but then he's quickly in the leather and then he is in a different, he's got the striped top and then he s- changes to another striped top. I think they're just going to have him wear clothes. Yes. I think this is like, he's not going to be costume yeah. doctor apart from probably the leather coat, which seems to be a signature thing, which is great, which is a very RTD thing because obviously mm-hmm. tenant, whenever he needed a dramatic thing, say either dangling from a rope ladder or climbing, you know, aspire. <laughs> It's it's like it's a dramatic thing to wave in the wind and just why not just use that? It's tenants so. plus plus Eccleston, right? Together, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and just to uh, yeah, to wow. Okay, so yes, first of all, yes, Shooty's going to be wearing a lot of clothes. They they talk about that in his Doctor Who magazine interview. Uh, you may. Have but seen I mean, what I mean is not out. just costume changes, yeah. right? Like he's not mm-hmm. going to have like a default costume apart from the coat. I don't know. I, uh, this is my this is me probably projecting a little bit, but I like this idea that it's like he's just going to you know change shirts like everybody does. Have, have you seen that that Shooty really likes Pertwee? Like he really identifies with. Pertwee? I did. Yes. yes. Yeah. He did Why not? Say, yeah, we're the only doctors who like dress like sluts. So that's basically what's going on here. Uh, you know, I'm sure Harry Houdini would love it. Uh, during that long hot summer, which is, this is not the first Houdini reference, right? This is uh, 13 mentions uh, Houdini in the Witchfinders. Pertwee was the first, really. Pertwee was the first. Yeah. So he's been, you know, goes way back with Houdini. And what what that relationship was depends on the incarnation, I'm sure. Indeed, indeed. Certainly 13 seemed to enjoy that hot summer. Um, But so, yeah, there's a, a surprising amount of continuity here. Even though this sort of feels like, speaking of Eccleston, like this is the the rose for a new generation. Like this is a really good uh, point to jump on board. If you're see- if this is your first Doctor Who, you're, you're good. You're in a rose-like situation. Like you you've got everything you need to know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what it did. So there, there, let's let's talk about some things that worked well, and obviously some things that were didn't work so well. So I think as an establishing episode on who's Ruby, who's the Doctor. 
and what this setting the tone for this new season, it did, it did the job, right. And it did a good job of doing that. And I think things I really liked, I, I re- ended up really liking Ruby's family. I was a little skeptical at first, right? Cause I thought, okay, is this going to be a little too heartstring pulling a little too perfect, but yeah. there's, there's enough character stuff there. I like that they show the mother and this sort of, you know, like, it's the the poor little not poor little rich but like they're they're poor poor people i mean they're not that poor but i mean they're working class right yeah. and they they you know are running on on love and whatever they can do to make ends meet and that and i think that's really charming even 800 quid per foster kid yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, and there's that, but it is like, I do like you see the reverse, like when they're, there's sort of the very brief sort of dark period where Ruby's erased yes. because of the goblins and you, you get, it's, it's dark. Sure. But you also, what that says is that Ruby is the catalyst. Ruby is what mm-hmm. awakens something in her mother that she should give back and, uh, you know, teaches her how to love, frankly. And so like, yes. I, I found that sort of be a nice poignant point that was um, a lovely moment for me. I mean, uh, and, and just to speak of the the uh, pull to open continuity that we were talking about, we I believe in the podcast on Christmas Carol, uh, I said something along the lines of like, "It's a Wonderful Life" is the only kind of Christmas related That's thing right. that, that we had done made reference mm-hmm. to. Uh, I should have said also Die Hard if you believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie, <laughs> and we got the Die Hard reference here with the ventilation shafts. That was wonderful. Um, well, I mean, actually, that's something I did like. But go on. <laughs> okay. Well, I I did I did like you know I like that as a, a, a point of laughter. Like you know you didn't necessarily need all that. Well, that's the thing, and you're dead on. Like this is the thing, and it, it does that. It makes you laugh. It has these knowing things. Hmm. I think it does too much of that to the point where the stakes kind of don't. You never really feel them. The hmm. stakes are very low in this episode in terms of a story, like a plot. Except and the, the that's larger, a weakness overarching stakes uh and it's kind of hard to what do you mean? We're having a hot take here but it's hard to judge it without seeing the rest of season one without seeing you know season, the forthcoming season one what do you mean like there's some kind of bigger thing going on like yes i got you get hints of that but you don't mm-hmm. get really you can walk away from this just feeling like it was almost like an episode of the week honestly there is no big bad that is really talked about there's no real like impossible girl thing with Ruby. There's a little bit like, Oh, she's, she's key in her own life, but they fix that right away. Mm-hmm. But there isn't the same sort of Clara is what is she, who is she mm-hmm. kind of mystery or, you know, the girl who waited with Amy or et cetera, et cetera. Like there mm-hmm. it isn't quite that. So I, I, like I said, I, I, the, there were funny things like the shafts and, you know, the, the goblin King and whatever else, but it's, it's all a little, um, and the doctor it's saw. all a little un, like confused and a little unresolved, honestly. Well, it's resolved, but it is like what was what was more like what was that even, you know, to well, some extent. You've got you've got the foundling story. You've got you know Ruby's backstory is clearly what they're going to be investigating. You know the the only moment right, that, right. That, that was weird to me was what why didn't he chase after the the woman who left the baby, right? And right. Like, he runs exactly. Back to the and I get it that he wants to see if he's fixed it, but could, like she's right there. Go, go see who it is. You know. Uh, yeah, agreed. So that, that's, that's the mystery. Yeah. Right. No, you're right. Like the, there is the Ruby mystery, mm-hmm. um, but like you say, like it, it it doesn't feel like that's why he's picking her up. You know, like at the end there, like he stays on the street corner mm-hmm. and you know is clearly expecting her to come in, and 
he is and it's, he isn't. You sort of get that sense that he's like running away from her because he's like, is it am I the problem? Did I? Which is kind yeah. of a heartbreaking moment. Like Oh, yeah. for sure. Mm. And I think but but the TARDIS is sitting there for so long and she actually yeah. exits it and in and out, like clearly like he's he has made some decision, I I my view, prior to that scene that it's like, mm. okay, I'm staying and I'm gonna either helps if because I need help or mm-hmm. figure this out with her because or just feels a kindred spirit. Like the foundling foundling thing works. Mm. And I gotta say, I, I thinking about what I said last week in the Christmas episode, thinking yeah. like, oh, I hope RTD just leaves it for a while. I still believe that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I also will admit I was kind of wrong, but I, I hope he's using it only as this sort of mirror with Ruby as opposed to mm. trying to expand on it in a story or plot kind of way. And I, I, yes. I that, that's we the are, feeling I get. We, we should say, we are, of course, talking about the timeless child reveal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is, I like that. Wow. This, like, it respects it. It's not, yeah. this is going to be swept under the carpet. The fact that he found out recently, like, s- framing it this way as the doctor finding out that he's been adopted recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lovely. And yes, it fits with the story. Maybe it was even the, the RTD starting point of thinking uh, of the story and thinking about foundlings and the net, you know, and having someone, having parents, having no one. Um, mm. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Here. So, and, and- what did you think about? The goblins as the <laughs> as the antagonist. I like that. I like that we have uh for possibly the first time since the adipose, uh a really cute kind of antagonist. Uh, I mean that I guess you could say the Bating in the Saraga conundrum, but less said about that one the better. Uh right. but like these these just sort of made sense and I like the idea that they're like it it seemed, even though it's all gobbledygook, it seemed clearer to me the whole no, thing about gobble. surfing uh gobble gobbledygook. Uh the whole thing about them surfing time waves and like, yeah. you know, the doctor getting indignant at the idea that they're time travelers. No, time travel is brilliant. Uh, you know, these guys are just riding time waves. And you just throw that in there. Like and the whole thing about being a new science, a new language, I, I kinda like that. But you know, the language of rope. Um, well, I I like it. I do like the goblins. They are cute. Yeah. They're funny. Um, I thought the Goblin King was a little eh, like whatever. It's Jabba the Hutt. Um, one of the things I, I honestly not, I'm literally on the fence on this, on whether it's bad or good, that the, there's no antagonist for the Doctor to talk to. Yeah. The Goblin King just roars. The goblins run around and, you know, chatter. And then there's one goblin that's an amazing singer. Um, the Doctor so there's that. sing to him though yeah there's that and also i i love the fact that the doctor does a curtsy to the goblin king again suggesting he's, he's still not quite out of the you know the, the being a woman regeneration right <laughs> just sort of nice bit of headcanon oh, i didn't read oh. too much into that i mean there is the bit where he's in a kilt and he's spinning around uh i guess you could argue it was a skirt but i mean it's a kilt he's got a scottish <laughs> accent he can do that yeah, of course uh, he can. He was dancing to a to a tune to a tune that I I love and that I've I I love drum and bass. I've run yeah. to that song many times. I did like that one. One thing I didn't like this is nitpick. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a few out, but one of them like he grabs the glass just as it falls, mm. and that's a little like for new viewers. I thought about this as a new viewer. Uh, you might think is the Doctor the Flash? Yes, you know because she she moves so fast, and we know he's not. And I think they're 
it's really just a thing to instill. This is a mysterious person with, you know, heretofore un- unknown abilities. Oh, in- incredible. And maybe she's just imagining it. But the doctor isn't the Flash. And we kind of know that, right? So uh, to, to again, read way too much into a tiny scene, you kind of like, well, did he time travel? Like yeah. leave the room, get in the TARDIS, go back a minute and then do the do the thing so that it doesn't fall that there's a little too much to sort of be expected there. But I feel like for new viewers, it's giving you like a false impression of the doctor's abilities. Now, Mm. now that I've picked that, I have to flip it and give a lot of high praise to the line he gives to the cop where he goes like, Oh, she's going to say yes tomorrow. And he's like, what, how did you know? And he gives this, Great explanations like, well, my sonic screwdriver, I just detected a a, 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 whatever two carat diamond ring tomorrow's Christmas uh, and, you know, blah, 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 and just put reasons, all this stuff. And he says, he's he's such a Sherlock, the new doctor. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, so, of course, he's going to say yes, because the sales start Tuesday, which is great. And also they get the day right, which isn't hard to get in 2023 because that's when it's spring broadcast. But anyway, it was awesome. And I just love that that emphasizes exactly who the doctor is. Like he's observant. Mm -hmm. He's smart. He is experienced and confident, but he is not clairvoyant. You know, he he he. Even though he kind of knows the future, sometimes he he literally didn't this time. You know, he didn't he didn't actually know this guy's personal history. He's just he's just the doctor. You know, and that was a scene. perfect perfect moment. Great scene. I, I love by the way that the policeman goes from she's gonna say yes to the last thing you hear him saying as he walks away is she said yes. So like <laughs> he's like he's in the future already. Like he believes. Right. That's beautiful, beautiful. That's awesome. But yes, great for establishing Shooty uh, in the in the role of the Doctor. This Doctor seems a lot more confident, mm-hmm. um, a lot more knowledgeable, a lot more sort of gleeful at the idea of uh, learning new languages and new sciences and new things, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. I think it's perfectly pitched for him. But also that's the scene where he cries when they're in yes. the It's a Wonderful Life Other World. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their tears streaming to, oh my God, and their tears on on uh, Mrs. Cherry's face, on Mrs. Uh, uh, Sunday's face, uh, Cherry is the, the grandmother, right? Uh, yes, that's right. Yes. Cherry yeah. Sunday, like a tasty treat. I loved her. She's so good. <laughs> so good. And I well, love that she loves shooting. Yeah. Speaking of elderly women, I do want to want to see again. It's only it's her because the one I don't want to see again is actually the woman on the street. I forget her name. You Mrs. Know, Flood. Uh, yes, we, Mrs. we are going to see her again. I can guarantee that. Well... <laughs> I got to say, just to get out, the thing I hated the most about this episode was that final scene. I thought it was absolute garbage. Um, I, you know, it's all, it starts off kind of weakly, like Ruby has some realization about the doctor to chase after him, but it didn't. It wasn't quite an aha moment, you know, enough to to really sell it. So it starts a bit weak and it gets worse and worse and ends with that terrible moment when she breaks the fourth wall and looks right into camera and is like, like he's never seen a TARDIS before. And I was just like, Oh, my whole family was just like, <laughs> Oh my God. Well, like, maybe, it was- maybe this is a British American thing. Okay. Because that <laughs> is Anita Dobson. And okay. uh, Anita Dobson is, is uh, maybe the closest thing that Britain has to a queen. Right. I don't know. She's, she's awesome. People love her. She used to be an EastEnders. Uh, she's Brian May's wife. Um, so as a, as a queen fan, I'm going to say, something oh, okay. also. um, uh, but no, she's Anise Dobson is awesome. People love her. And I think she really sold that moment. I, 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 
uh, went and rewatched it just now, just before we started recording, <laughs> uh, because I knew this was going to come up. Because actually, my you know my friend who I who is into Doctor Who, not the one who isn't, mm-hmm. but <laughs> who was watching it with me, was like your smart friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was like. Is that the first time they've broken the fourth wall? And I was like, well, actually, uh, <laughs> you know, Feast of Stephen, and actually Tom Baker, and actually, you know, and all of this. But and it was kind of garbage every time. Let's be real. Watching it, yeah. I've got to say, I, I'm, I'm headcanoning this as a small child comes up to it. The way so she mm. sort of leans down and says in that sort of very, very charming but sort of slightly sinister Anita Dobson way. Two episodes in Tyler's before, and it, so if you need to headcan that as not fourth wall, small child runs up. But I like it as as it's sort of I, you know it's playing with that barrier between us and the viewer. And I, well, I think RTD knows what he's doing. Yeah. Maybe I mean he, I, I have to have some faith here, I guess, because there was also I think part of it. I think right before then they do that cut to new who new home disney plus which was very weird it's almost like the next scene is almost like a post-credit scene only we haven't run the credits like yeah it did feel like some disney and and i would love to hear from from a british audience if that was the same in the uk version right in the bbc version because because it isn't a new home it's like same place (laughs) it's been 60 years (laughs) so that, that feels like that's got disney plus executives grubby Paul Prince all over it. That's got Bob Iger written all over it. But you know what? That's that's the price you pay for having, oh my goodness, the goblin ship. How did you feel mm. about the goblin? That may be one of the most impressive pieces of CGI I've Goblin ship was, was good. And I to just to rewind a bit to the whole thing with the ropes, that was like one of my favorite things in the whole thing. Even though I think the the overall stuff with the goblins that they somehow are tuned into coincidence and that is sort of they're sort of just on the edge of reality somehow all of that was a little eh, but the rope stuff was great i like the idea that that was their technology and that was sort Mm. of their circuits and the doctor like it's a great bit it's a great doctor companion moment where she's like banging on something and he's she's like help me he's like i'm I'm figuring out the vocabulary of this new science give me a minute you know (laughs) it was good i was talking specifically about the the shot the cgi shot of the of the ship from the outside where you sit yeah the the planks are all askew and it looks like this really rickety homemade thing but you absolutely believe in it like it's really good it looked good like there's things i wanted more of which was like more interesting things with the ship and more like you almost want some kind of opposing ship or something for to play it against and uh or or a unit like helicopter like wtf is that like i would i would have loved to see that as as it is it just kind of looked good and was a neat effect but um, again, you just you just kind of left you wanting more. And then there's the climax where he pulls it down and it's on the spire, which is great. But again, I think as again for new thinking of new viewers, it's like, well, wait a minute, where no one noticed, and <laughs> the, even the priests inside, like when it smashes into it. And then I get it, like they, they're kind of hitting a reset button because it disappears, yeah. and then he's kind of back in the moment because that presumably took some time, and then. We're, we're suddenly that woman is still walking away. <laughs> it's like, shouldn't yeah. she be like six blocks from now? Right. Uh, blocks yeah, away? She's walking super slowly. Yeah. Like there are a few moments like that, like that baby, the baby on the conveyor belt going towards the goblin. Yeah. Does take Very temple of doom. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I'm willing to go with that. What did you think of the musical moment where they're singing? I uh, loved it. I, I mean, I, I sort of knew that beforehand. Like, you know, the, the Goblin song, It's an, mm. it's been an iTunes number one. It's been a surprise hit. 
Uh, that mm-hmm. bit was good, but I like that they held in surprise. Like we knew the doctor was going to sing, and I, I'd sort of forgotten that piece of information. Doctor Magazine, but I love that he continues it, and mm. you know he does have conversation with the big bad. But because the big bad doesn't speak English, mm-hmm. <laughs> he does it in the form of song. And Millie joins in. Now it's a little bit too convenient that they both had lyrics. Uh, yeah, like what, what at, seemingly at the ready. Yeah, what are they, veterans of whose lines is it anyway? Like, they, they can just kind of, you know, <laughs> come up with a song on the fly. The Doctor, I can believe, may, you know, less so. Yeah, that that kind of broke the fourth wall a little bit even mm. in advance, right? Because it is clearly they're doing this because the script calls for it. Mm. I got to say, no, in my view, no piece of fiction has done that better since Inventors of Babysitting where they're they're pushed on stage i won't go into the whole thing but they're in a blues club and they no one can leave here without singing the blues and the the way it's written it's obviously longer they have more time to stretch out because it's a movie but they sort of believably start to sort of put together a song Mm. just out of the weird escapades they've had that night and it's it's really smart and here you kind of wanted a little more of that I'm singing now and then you know yeah, shrugging as you I'm, sort of pick words and yeah and they're kind of looking you know, at each other like trying to you know panicking about it yeah yeah I love it I love that and idea. and and a little more yeah. sense that their lives depend on this even though it clearly does just in the the stakes of the scene like the goblins are just kind of s- sitting there and mm. watching them and there's no real like sense other than the goblin king's mouth like what what is the peril here exactly like what are, yeah. are they going to chop their feet off or something. And, and maybe, you know? maybe give them the natural reason to sing. Like, that's the only way you can communicate with the Goblin King is in song. Uh, yeah. Say something like that. All good. But overall, like, I, uh, a part and parcel of this feeling of reboot of a young, vibrant show uh, that is plugged into pop culture has Davina McCall, who I'm sure you weren't, <laughs> you didn't know. You didn't know. <laughs> Wake up today. No, you're going to know anything about right Davina McCall, British TV presenter. But, uh, but there it is. There she is. Uh, not right. being killed off in Doctor. Well, we're going to give we're going to give our not regular pull to open rating on this in a second. But before that, guys, I just wanted to let everyone know this might be a non-random podcast, but it's still a podcast, and everything you do with podcasts is something uh, you should do now. So go ahead, like, subscribe, all the things, whatever app you're in, or if you're on YouTube, uh, check out our website. We're at pull to open net. You can also subscribe to our newsletter. You'll get full notes on the episodes that we review every week. We're also on Patreon. So go ahead and please support us there. Patreon.com slash pull to open. Every little bit helps. Yes. Leave us a review. That's one of the best ways to show your support for things that we do, like sitting down on our Christmas day and discussing Doctor Who with you, sharing our immediate thoughts, our excitement about the show. Uh, so yeah, uh, give us give us a nice review with a lot of Christmas stars in it. However many is up to you. Cool. Uh, and don't forget to just follow us on the socials. We're yeah. at either Pull to Open, which is TikTok and Blue Sky, or Pull to Open sixty three, which is pretty much everything else. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So yeah. So let's talk, uh, Mrs. Flood. Uh, which the the internet has already fired up about. Is she a time lord? Uh, is is she the master? Like, you know, what? Uh, I I know that you sort of hate you hate that scene, so it's kind of hard to think about it. But so yeah. she's been living next door to Ruby. That's not a coincidence. Clearly, mm. um, is is she maybe the mother? Um, you know, and also who is the mother? My my friend was like immediately going to the doctor's daughter. Like maybe 
maybe that means that that Ruby is the Doctor's granddaughter, another granddaughter. Maybe we're going. Oh, so wait a minute. So you think her, her her mother might have been Jenny? Her mother might have been Jenny. That that's her theory. Yes. That yeah. Her mother Interesting. Might have been Jenny. Uh, I don't think that RTD is kind of going to rely on a thing that a lot of people won't have seen, even if hmm. that was his era. Uh, well. I mean, I gotta say this. Here's here's my thing. I, I could throw out any theory. It's all, I don't think it's the master, just because we had the whole, you know, the tooth thing, and I think they're gonna do something with that unless they backtrack against it. Mm. But I'll be honest, like she she seems so extraneous in this, and there's no sinisterness really. I mean, it's sort of I guess tiny bits you could kind of read here and there, but there's and there's no. In, in the story, she doesn't seem to actively do much. I mean, maybe, maybe remind me if there was a scene where something she did or didn't do she's made us like her, hate her, or affect the plot. So I, I love that she just complains that there's a, a police box on the road. Yeah, uh, that's the that's the only thing I remember her other than the yeah. fourth wall scene. And like, I, I don't that. care. Like, I mean, she's not doing anything. Yeah, like, so she's a maybe character for now. Yeah. For now, yeah. yeah. So this is why I say, like, we're going to have to see more to, to fully judge this, which is why, you know, this is just a hot take. Like, I, I think that we're going to see more of Mrs. Flood. I think it's obviously being set up that, that she is big part and parcel of the Ruby mystery. Mm. Uh, it's You don't just choose Anita Dobson and then throw her away in two scenes like that. No, I, I agree with you. I, I'm just saying, like, I wish I they had done something to make me care more. And oh, at this point, I could just sort of... And again, and maybe the- this is the US-UK thing, right? Yeah. For us, Anita Dobson's on the screen you're watching, right? And 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 it, for me, I did get sinister vibes from that last a little bit. sentence of you've never seen a TARDIS before. And that works for the old fans and the new fans, I think, you know, as a moment of... But, I mean, if they wanted to go sinister, I would have played that differently. No, I, I, don't, I don't agree that it was that sinister. Because, like, you could kind of, like like play that with music in a different angle and certainly not a fourth wall breaking and have it be like, you know, have her sort of saying under her breath something and have, have something bad sort of either be implied or happen. Like if you really wanted to do it that way. Um, so I don't know, maybe they're throwing off people like me, but if, if they're trying to throw off people, what it is, they're throwing them off by just having them sort of shrug. So I don't know, maybe, maybe that's just my read. I, I think they could have played that better if they were really trying to set something up with her. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess the casting really is is the big the part cast, of this, and that went completely over my head. Casting is key, but also I I, I like it as a I, I I picture RTD chuckling to himself as he writes that final line of like mm. you know, he knows we're going to be expecting something, and yeah. and maybe we forgot it at this point, and that that's good. Like overall, I'm getting this feel that there's a season arc that feels more organic than any mm. season arc we've had before. Like, before it was like, oh, suddenly everyone's referencing Torchwood. Oh, suddenly mm. the Doctor's talking about hybrids at every opportunity. It's almost like, you know, it's almost like Mad Libs. Like, here's a, here's a word, and you have to throw it in as many times as you can. This right. feels like much more like the whole foundling thing, the Ruby mystery, maybe Mrs. Flood to some extent. Oh, well, obviously Mrs. Flood is RTD. It wouldn't just like leave a plot thread like that hanging. Right, right. Like it's, and, it's, and it's subtle and only sort of comes together sort of in that final moment. So I don't know. It really worked for me, you know. Uh, but, yeah. You know, obviously everyone everyone has a different experience of who, and, and that's the part of the pleasure of talking about it. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I thought I, the the chemistry between Millie Gibson and Shudigawa was good and so uh, good, and so that good. the 
I shooty Gawa alone are just great. Like I just like see him, you know, running over rooftops, jumping on ladders, his big smiling face going hi yeah, and also like or just saying Merry Christmas. Like this is a very emotional doctor, right? And he's he's crying because she's gone. Uh, and and like he he, I really like that they're going here where he's just sort of like yes, he's the doctor that we know, but he's also so sort of comfortable with himself now, and seems to be cooler, right? Mm-hmm. Than that he, he can go to a club and pull yeah. off uh, an outfit, and you know could, uh, Matt Smith could never do that, really. I mean, like he'd just be going, <laughs> you know, uh, as cool as Matt Smith was in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. So I like that it's sort of this more mature, more at ease with himself doctor who's yeah. also has the youthful spirit. I'm 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 sold on this guy. He's great. Absolutely sold on him, and 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 that's amazing because most doctors you sort of take a few a few episodes to settle in, but but yeah. Shuji's there right away. And what I really love to your point um, is that he he seems comfortable with himself, and also comfortable with his trauma, like he's absorbed mm. it. He's not hiding from it anymore. He's not just sort of you know unknown. Like he he has that whole thing where she says, "Who do you have?" and he's just like, "No one." Yeah. yeah, check check. The he, he says it in a way. He delivers that line without like self pity. Yeah. He le- delivers it without anger or whatever. He's just you know that it's just a fact. Mm-hmm. You know that's who and, I am. Yeah, and it's it's all a piece of my mind with the way that he talks to the policeman. Where he's not like giving a cover story. He's telling mm-hmm. the absolute truth. So, oh yeah. Like he's, he's my address that box with... over there. Yes. That was amazing. We all <laughs> love that line. Absolutely loved it. So I think we're getting a more honest doctor a more yeah. in touch with himself doctor, a happier doctor. And that is something we've not really seen in New Who. We've seen, like, every doctor has moped for one reason or another. Uh, well, and also, like, when he wanders through time and space, a lot of the time he sort of pretending to be someone else just to kind of get stuff done and, uh-huh. and interact and gets nervous a little bit when he's found out. And I feel like, and maybe you know, not to read too much into one story, but he's just going to, I'm just out there. This is me. I'm a traveler. And, you know, it's not like the doctor hasn't done that before, but I feel like doing this from the get-go uh, feels right. It feels right. I got to wonder how, how many how many people in clubs this this Christmas season are going to be using the pickup line, health and safety, gin and tonic division. <laughs> Report back if that works for you guys. I want to know. All right. I think wow. we have to rate this with our specials rating system which is out of five tardises how would you rate this who wants to go first i'll i'll go first because i just i just unabashedly love this uh there was really just the one scene that that irked me which is like you know which was the the uh the woman walking away in the snow and the doctor not following her Hmm. uh, you know that that's the only moment where my brain said hang on a minute i loved i i know you think it was a little too short i loved the fact that they reference it's a wonderful life it was long enough for me to to really care about it to feel it and it was mm-hmm. almost an unbearable level of pain you know when yeah. you think of all those kids who's, who's oh my god changed. yeah and 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 you know and the sundays themselves like mm-hmm. you know without ruby they're just sick and they're sad yeah and, they're just sort of miserable sad. aren't they yeah they're a little oh. miserable oh that so that really got it for me absolute you know christmas banger as far as i'm concerned five dollars is out of five yeah like you said i do think that should have been longer like that we i wanted to miss her more and see more of that effect that of, of that what's a wonderful life like mm. maybe i've just seen it's a wonderful life too many yeah. times because there is a there's a good chunk of stuff that happens to, to george bailey nice was they they just 
they just do it in the middle of the scene. Mm. That was what sent shivers down my spine. It's like you don't, there's no, you know, angel appearing yeah. moment and everything's different. There's nothing yeah. to signal. It was a good choice. Different. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. But I did, I did want to feel it more. I did want it. I wanted to really miss mm. Ruby as a viewer and you, you, she's just kind of not there for a couple of scenes. I know, I know we're doing ratings, but I got to say that was wonderful misdirection because you're focused on the baby. On Lula. Yeah. Totally, and and then you're like, and it's only when the doctor says like, "Hang on, where's Ruby?" Yeah. Wonderful, good job. So, like I say, I think there was there was it was good, but there was wasn't it, it wasn't quite banger quality just because of the you know sort of the confusion with the enemy, some of the choices that final scene. Like I say, I think was just absolute garbage. So I can't give this five, but I will give it a solid four, and and almost entirely because of uh, Shudi Gatwa and and Mill Gibson. And just giving them so much to work with. I really like the beginning. We didn't even talk about the beginning where she's being interviewed and you're yes. kind of as a view. I love that kind of like sort of not quite puzzle, but you have to work out what's happening as a viewer. And that really just makes you sit up and pay attention and like, oh, okay, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, I could pick a little bit about the doctor saving what's her name from the Christmas tree. I thought that was a little too much of a happy ending. I kind of, you kind of want someone to die in doctor who to remind <laughs> you this is, well, I mean, it's, it's that kind of show, right? Like there needs to be like life and death stakes. And that means Justice you do kind of have to show the death. And I don't, Justice yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, but it, it, sh- it, it loses its meaning if it's not yeah. just this once. Right. Like, so. All right, you, Pete, you, you want to kill Davina McCall at Christmas. You're really I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My th- it would have, <laughs> I'm not saying that alone would have made it five Tardises for me. Um, but it would have, would have, would have, would have had an extra, extra zero room at least. So four out of five for me. Strong start. Uh, looking forward to the season and a lot more outfits on our new yes. doctor. They look oh. amazing. Wow, that season one trailer. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. That is a banger as far as trailers are concerned. And uh, you know, as much as I love it, I can't wait to see it. Kind of one of the one of the, the moments where I breathed easy was when they said spring. <laughs> spring twenty twenty four. Because that means we've got time to catch up. <laughs> a little bit because if you're a regular listener pull to open you notice that the the number of stories that we have to choose from has been stuck at 199 for like the last three or four <laughs> on our on our usual random journey yes so i was just getting usual. here <laughs> yes and uh but now we're, we're, we're gonna knock a few numbers off before before they start upping them again uh, so I'm excited about that. Looking All right, folks. Speaking of, why don't you come on back this weekend when we talk about Demons of the Punjab, which has an extra large history corner as a reminder. It's going to be great. <laughs> Uh, follow us on all the socials. I won't repeat it all again. Again, reviews and star ratings and whatever app you're listening to really help the show. And we will uh, see you back here soon. All right. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.